Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a Podcast. Hello everyone, thanks for joining us for another exciting episode, the last episode of the month. I'm Mac, I'm happy to be back here as always with Joe. How are you doing tonight, Joe? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. The weather's getting nicer, at least in the California. Northern California Bay yeah. Area, or where we hit probably high high 70s today, and spring, it seems like spring has sprung. <laughs> yeah, so. If you're on the East Coast, so you know, you're still cold out there, yeah. but uh, you know, California weather. Yeah. Um, Happy to be back here. Uh, just a programming note, we will be off next week uh, for the Easter holiday, so uh, I'm sure we'll remind you guys at the end, but if you do celebrate Easter, I hope you enjoy your Easter with friends or family or doing whatever it is uh, that you do, but Joe and I will be taking off next week yeah. for the Easter holiday. We'll be back, of course, the week after, probably with some film reviews, including um, Godzilla vs. Kong. At least I'll see Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. Uh, and check it out. And maybe I'll have seen Justice League by that point. <laughs> uh, general update. Um, I, I did not think it was going to happen. Joe kept saying it was, and it did. Um, <laughs> Black Widow did get delayed to July 9th. Uh, it will still be released in theaters and on Disney+. Plus. It will be but premiere with access. the premiere access, which yes. is what they've done with Mulan. Yeah. And now they recently did with uh, Raya or Raya. Again, we don't know how to say that. <laughs> Raya and the Last Dragon on Disney Plus is about $30. Um, you know, for months they kept saying Black Widow was not going to go to Disney Plus and blah, blah, blah. This is kind of the one film. The Marvel films are the films they're, they're waiting on. Um, but again, couldn't, couldn't they, wait any longer. <laughs> so the other thing of note about this, and people were, I don't know, worried about or, or talked about. Again, Marvel kept pushing Black Widow back, which meant every single Marvel movie kept moving back a slot, basically. Um, instead of moving the July film, the July 9th of this year was supposed to be Shang-Chi. Um, instead of Shang-Chi taking Eternal Spot in November, they basically, Shang-Chi just moved to September. So they created a new Marvel date this year. Um, so Eternals will still come out in November. And Spider-Man will still come out in December. Of course, things could still change. Um, but for about a year, we've had a kind of a constant pushback of Marvel dates. Once one Marvel movie moves, every other movie just moves behind it. But Shang-Chi will be released this year. Uh, a whole new Marvel date. The first time ever a Marvel movie's been released in September. Uh, Joe, you called it. You've kind of been consistent about it from day one. You just had, just had that feeling. I don't feeling. know about consistent. I was just highly skeptical. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on them? I don't want to say going back on their word because I guess it it changes. It's a it's a flowing situation, but they were pretty staunchly adamant, saying it would only go to theaters. Sure, and now sure they were staunch, and it's like a politician, like you know. Once facts change, their opinions uh, change. No, I, mean, I was just gonna say, like well, you know, they say one thing and do another, like right. You know, no, they pro true. they make good promises, and sometimes they don't always keep them. You know, and mm -hmm. and and the, and not to you know not to you know all jokes aside, like it, yeah, I mean, in, at least in California, in our in our neck of the woods, um, things are turning for the better with regards to the pandemic. So, you but know, there still is a pandemic. There still on. is a pandemic going on, obviously. So yeah. it's like you know, it was 
it was kind of an inevitable thing that was going to happen. Um, you know, we talked about before the the lack of success of Tenant um, being released kind of right in smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. And, you know, this may be kind of the tail end. I don't, you know, depending on where right. you are in the world, depending know. on where you are in the country, you know, you may have different, different, uh, you know, different circumstances. But, you know, with the big markets, I guess, correct me if I'm wrong, being New York and California. Big markets in terms of movie theaters? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, it, it kind of stands to reason that if those two states, you know, are doing much particularly better. are not open just yet, right? there's no sense in releasing the movies, these big movies, you know? So, right. I mean, it, I mean yeah, you know, New York and California seems, make up about seems, 35% of movie tickets yeah, overall. And I mean... In the domestic. Yeah, area. and I was going to say, like, it seems a little, you know... And not to digress too much, but, you know, we talked previously about how Warner Brothers was doing streets as just streaming and video on demand. And, you know, oh, they're, they're such not team players and they just care about the bottom line. And it's like everyone's doing the same thing. Like, it's like they're, they were just the first ones to do it. Like, right. I mean, come on. Like, uh, I, think it's, I think it's a little unfair to kind of criticize the, per- the, 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 the company that was doing it first. Well, now everyone else is following suit, and we're going to talk again about Warner Brothers later. But Warner's like, in Universal, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like it. you know, like everyone's doing the same thing. You know, it's right. not like it's not like it's an isolated thing. Like, oh, it was just Warner Brothers; they were the ones to kind of you know venture off into unknown territory. I mean, yeah, they were the first, but it's like everyone else is doing it too. So it's like I, I don't know; it just seems a little silly, like to be criticizing. Uh, don't get me wrong; I still. I still we'll, kind of we'll circle back. Yeah, on we'll it. circle back there at the end of this um, at the end of general update. But am I surprised? No, um, I, I don't have a crystal ball. I just I it, to me it seemed like a foregone conclusion is all. I will say the last thing I'll say. We'll move on from this. Um, I I I'm, I would be happy to pay the thirty dollars yeah, for Disney Plus. Um, I am certainly hoping by July 9th I can go to a movie theater now. Because yep. there is something, at least for me, there is something special about seeing... Something magical. A, a brand, again, I could watch any Marvel movie at home, but a brand new Marvel movie, characters I love, a story I care about on the big screen for the first time, that is something that is special to me. Um, so I am truly hoping that I can July 9th, but if it's just not available where I'm at, Will I pay for thirty bucks on Disney Plus? Absolutely, absolutely. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a debate. Uh, Disney before. also made some other news and notes. Cruella will keep its May twenty eighth release date, but that will also be available on Disney Plus for premier access. Again, it's a thirty dollar release. It's the Emma Stone, Cruella Deville um, origin story type of a thing. Again, I don't know. Black Widow, I think, will sell very well on Disney Plus. How much will Cruella sell? I don't know. Uh, Luca which is the Pixar movie that we talked about uh, previously. We talked about the trailer where they're from Italy, right? And it's the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, That will be released exclusively on June 18th at no extra charge on Disney+. Plus. It'll be like a soul release. Mm -hmm. So that's got pulled fully from theaters. Uh, Soul did very well on Disney+. Plus. It was its highest rated movie of all time. Um, Obviously, it's going to win a bunch of awards. Highest rated movie of all time. Highest watched movie of all time on Disney+. Plus. 
Okay. Um, again, it's hasn't. It's, it's there in hasn't infancy. been infancy. That's right. Well, okay, it's, it's better than. It's kind it's, of a silly statistic. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm more just more than all of their classic movies. It's the most watched movie. Okay, that's been on there. Okay. Site. Uh, Death on the Nile, which is, of course, a Disney movie now because of the Fox deal. That's been delayed all the way until February 2022. Again, that was originally like an October of 2020 movie. Um, that movie does star Army Hammer, which is problematic for a whole bunch of other reasons. Um, speaking of, I guess not speaking of, we'll change it from Disney to Warner Brothers. Helen Mirren is kind of out of left field. Is going to star as the villain. Villain Hespera, I believe is how you say that, in Shazam, Fury of the Gods. I can't say I've read a bunch, if any, Shazam in the books, but Shazam has crossed over into Justice League and Black Adam and things like that. So I've seen Shazam in the books. I like the first one for what it is. Uh, I'm not sure I'm like in love with more Shazam, but Helen Mirren doesn't necessarily sell me on seeing it. But she she randomly does so, these. So your so your opinion is or your excitement about Shazam has tempered some because I remember when you first saw it, you were like, "This is great! It's a great film! It's awesome! It was so funny!" It, it was did. like it, it was funny. like Seth Rogen's like car- car- it was, it was like Seth Rogen comedy co- comic book story. It was freaking uh, awesome. Just DC's doing awesome, man. They're they're coming out with Aquaman soon. It's gonna be awesome, dude. Aquaman, I can't wait for the Aquaman came you out before just, you Shazam. You were just talking all this, talking up all of how Shazam was awesome. Shazam was good. And now you're like, I don't really care if I see the next one. I will see the next one. I'm not like chomping at the bit to see it. Okay. Um, it was fine. Again, Helen Mirren likes to do these movies. Right when she's in the Fast and the Furious movie, she does a bunch of these type of <laughs> random things. Um, but it's fine. Again, I still don't know what DC is doing per se um, as an overall story arc. But again, do they have to be? No, but they've half their stories are and half their stories aren't. So, okay. uh, but we've talked about that to death. Maybe um, speaking of Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Brothers makes an agreement with cinemas starting in 2022. The window will be 45 days exclusively in theaters before going to PVOD and or HBO Max. Uh, Universal started the trend with 17 days. Um, So Warner's now is at 45 days. So studios are working their own deals, as it were. Um, Disney has not made an exclusive deal, or Sony or Paramount have not made exclusive deals yet. But my guess, with Disney, it will come sooner than later. Um, But Warner Brothers, again, everything in 2021 is still going to HBO Max on the same day. Uh, We've talked about this before. Um, you know, Matrix, Suicide Squad, all these things are coming on day and date release, Godzilla vs. Kong. But 2022 uh, will be 45 days in theaters exclusively. So for those that were worried that Warners was going to officially just go to HBO Max, um, that would be dumb. They are still, they're still going to be showing movies in theaters exclusively for at least 45 days, which is good. Again, another Warner Brothers movies. We got the first trailer for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Uh, I know Joe's not interested in the film, but I know he I watched actually, it. I actually watched the trailer. It was like a Red Band trailer, and it was actually seemed a little funny at times, but not like still didn't so feel feel Guardians of the Galaxy ish to you. Like R rated, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah. It did, Idris, it did, it did Idris get Elba and uh, you know. 
What's John that? Cena? John Cena seemed kind of funny together, like they were making jokes. and had Margot Robbie in it, too. She was I in there. Had King Shark. Had Polka Dot Man. I, had anyway. Rat Catcher. Anyway, anyway. Um, so it didn't sell me, but at least I was mildly entertained for the two minutes that I watched the trailer. <laughs> well, it'll be on HBO Max. All right. Um, I will say... Um, I don't know the marketing. The marketing is intentional or whatever it is, but they very much focus on like six or seven characters, um, kind of throughout the trailer, like Peacemaker and, and Bloodshot and things like that. Um, and again, there's like a whole other cast of characters, and so I don't know if it's like the marketing's like throw you off, but it kind of makes me feel like the six or seven characters they highlighted are going to be the ones that make it out of like. The su- and everyone else is just going to die. Okay. Um, who knows? But who knows? Um, but check out the Suicide Squad trailer. I know a lot of people are excited about it. And that will be coming out in August in theaters and on HBO Max. Uh, recommendations, book, movie, and or TV shows. Randomly, once a month or once every other month, we do some sort of recommendations. Uh, Joe's been doing a great job with the movie recommendations because he's been going down his list. So I wrote down a couple things. Joe can chime in if he likes or if he has something. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I, I, I thought it would be a little overindulgent that's if I fine. did a recommendation. I was looking at my – I mean I could have done a book or a TV show, but I, you're, you're recommending I don't watch a bunch TV of shows. Stuff. Yeah. And I'm recommending movies every week. And uh, I, there wasn't a book that really kind of stood out to me other than ones that I've already recommended. Again, we've been doing this podcast for like three years or so. so Something like that. Not like I don't and, – and we used to do books every month. So, I mean, it's not like I'm short on books, but right. I'm not I'm, – I'm short on books that are like quote-unquote near and dear to my heart that I would love for listeners to, to give a read. Um, other than the ones I've already recommended, so but All let's right. let, let's see what you got, buddy. Um, for book and movie, I picked the same one. The movie was obviously based on the book. The book is Master and Commander by Patrick O'Brien. It was written in 1969, released in 1970 in the U.S. Uh, the movie is 2003 film directed by Peter Weir, uh, starring Russell Crowe, Paul Bettany of the Sea. Uh, it was nominated for Best Picture. It lost to Lord of the Rings, uh, Return of the King. It was 2003, so it was a big year for Lord of the Rings. Uh, but both the book and the, and, the, and the film, I think, are very, very good. I read the book after I saw the movie. Um, the book obviously goes into kind of a lot more detail in terms of what happens on the ship. Uh, but again, the ship is really kind of a representation of society at the time. Um, in terms of, and you kind of see this throughout the film, right, where there's different rankings, which ranks kind of people by society and class and kind of who gets what and kind of people in different stations represent different parts of the hierarchy, especially when you talk about, you know, the British and kind of the monarchy and the government and how kind of common citizens kind of get thrown in there. So it's, it's there's really kind of lots of discussion about the role of people. Um, the role of society and, and how, you know, the ship is constantly moving, the ship is constantly doing things, but it requires everyone in this ship or everyone in society um, to do their job to kind of make, for lack of a better phrase, the boat to keep going, right? To keep the boat sailing. It requires everyone to do their job from the cook to the deck boy to the captain, right? I mean, it requires kind of all these different things. Um, it's a film kind of like the book where there's not a ton of action, right? A lot of the film is basically just 
you know, they're kind of sailing and they're kind of searching around for this thing. There's a couple of kind of brief moments here or there. It's really kind of a touching friendship between the two friends, Russell Crowe and, and Paul Bedney. But um, I think a lot of people that I've talked to about it, they either really like it or they really don't like it. A lot of people thought it was going to be this kind of big, over-the-top, maybe Joe mentioned it, like a gladiator of the sea type of film. And it really wasn't that. It was really more kind of this character study. Uh, of these two people and how they fit into society. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I think the book's great and only enhanced my uh, my experience when I do watch the film. So Master and Commander, the book and the film, what I recommend. For TV, uh, a show that I literally just finished a couple hours ago, it's the new season of Genius uh, with us called Aretha uh, for Aretha Franklin starring Cynthia Erivo. Um, it's on Nat Geo, but now you can catch it on Hulu. You can catch all of the other seasons on Hulu as well. I will say I, I knew basically nothing about Aretha Franklin besides she sang the song Respect, uh, a couple other songs. It was extremely fascinating to learn about her life, to learn about how she grew up. Um, for you know certain facts, like she was the first woman ever inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, Time Magazine ranked her as the number one singer of, of all time. Um, so little things like that are, are very interesting. Um, kind of how she grew up and the people that influenced her. Certainly she grew up in a different time frame when it was much harder for people of color to kind of break into the industry and kind of what she had to go through to kind of accomplish her goals. Um, all of the seasons of, of Genius are interesting because it kind of peels the it's it's not necessarily just kind of a fluff piece of a a biopic where it just kind of hits the highlights of these people's lives it really kind of delves into the nasty and negative things that happened which kind of helped shape these people um, so again the first season is Jeffrey Rush as Einstein the second season is Antonio Banderas as Pablo Picasso but i think the best season might be the Cynthia Revo led season of Aretha uh, Cynthia Revo is great. She's obviously she got the Academy Award nomination for Harriet last year. She's been in other films, Bad Times at the El Royale or whatever that movie's called. Uh, she was in The Outsider on HBO. I think she's fantastic. I think she's constantly getting more work. So I'm ex- I was super happy to see her in it. Um, it's only an eight episode type of limited season. I thought it was going to take me a while to watch through it or kind of get through it because. Basically, last week, they made it like a one-week event where they did two episodes a night. So it was basically eight episodes waiting for me. Um, I ended up kind of watching one episode starting on Wednesday or whatever it is. And, and I, I, I was hooked. I had to kind of watch the rest of it right away. Um, and you can check out all those episodes on Hulu right now if you have it. So that is that. Those are my recommendations. Thanks, buddy. Um, Good recommendations. Thank you. All right, um, I'll give you a break uh, for a second and have a, have a drink. Um, we are going to preview April as April we will be turning into we will be changing the calendar into the new month this week. Um, something I know Mac is really excited about that's coming out April 1st, April Fool's Day. I know he's super it's excited. Not about a, it's it. not a joke though. He's, it's not no, it's not a, what? No, oh yeah, because it's on <laughs> April Fool's Day. No, but it's it, this is a, in all all seriousness, it's Law and Order: Organized Crime. This is the crossover between 
the two characters that were on SVU for a long time, I guess, and now they're coming back together to so team SVU up. SVU will be ba, the... Ba, da, 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 da. So SVU is on its regular time slot that night, and Organized Crime is having its pilot right after, so the two episodes will cross over. Okay. Um, so Benson and Stabler will be on both episodes. Cool. Um, I, I don't know. Mac, it's, Mac it's is fun. chomping at the bit for that. He watches, I still, I he still like SVU. Law and Order every week, even though they have the same episodes over and it's over again. It's not the again. same episodes. Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. It's like the same recycled storylines. But okay. they're good. They're good. It's been They're on riveting. for 20-something seasons, so it's doing something right. Yeah. Uh, 4.16, uh, John Stamos stars in the newest Disney Plus show, Big Shot, which is about a basketball coach kind of inspiring people. Um, feels kind of like you just did kind of that with – you're doing that now with kind of Mighty Ducks with, um, you know, kind Emilio of a, a coach. Estevez. Yeah, kind of inspiring people. You already okay. did the uh, – I didn't watch it, but the the film about the Clemson uh, football player, which was kind of inspiring and things like that. So Disney Mac, is, Mac is not inspired by inspiring. I stories. didn't. I didn't. I didn't watch Safety. I did watch the first episode of um, of the Mighty Ducks. Thing, he's, he's not inspired. It was by not great. I'll, I'll say that. Well, I could have told you that. Why did you watch that? Why didn't you watch the Clemson an episode? Thing? I gave it a chance. Oh gosh. Um, I will. I will watch Safety. It's it's on uh, it's on my right. Disney sure, Plus list. Sure. Um, but uh, Big Shot doesn't. There's nothing that interests me. About I don't even it. know the last thing John Samuels did, to be quite honest, other than those Fuller House, other than those commercials where he, like he's doing like a, I don't know, like a Geico commercial. Oh no, he's doing like a some sort of a commercial where he's like some lady's like at a computer and he's, you don't remember that? There's I have no some lady idea like, what you're talking about, but I, I, I believe you though. It's an advertisement where like it's like a Geico or something like that where like you know. Would you rather get like knitting lessons from John Stamos, and then like he's like doing like a knitting thing, like as this lady's like trying to knit? It's like a Geico commercial or something. like I that. I believe you. I just don't know what it, it came is. Came out a couple of years ago, and okay. it's just like any, anyway. He was in the Fuller House show, yeah. but uh, whatever. So that's on Disney Plus. Uh, Four sixteen, Mortal Kombat is back. Uh, the remake on HBO in, on HBO Max and in theaters. I will probably on four sixteen. Um, they did Just confirm James Wan was on social media and he confirmed that they are using the theme song from the original. Mortal Kombat! And that got people excited. So, it's clever. It's such a stupid song. Uh, it's good though. But, it but gets you going. It definitely. <laughs> oh yeah, you have you have another. CD. I do. It gets you going. It's a Johnny good workout Cage, song. Scorpion. Sub Zero. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot you have another CD. Clever marketing. That's so funny. Um, oh, I but, totally forgot about that. That's yeah. brilliant. That's brilliant. Like so. those Guinness commercials. Brilliant. Uh, Four twenty eight. The Handmaid's Tale oh, season four on Hulu. It's got to be good. Uh, Everyone loves Handmaid's the Tale. Is really really good. It's really depressing to watch at times, um, but good. Um, I season three for me uh, was good. It was not near the levels of season one and two, uh, in part because I just I don't know where you keep going. With the show, you clearly establish this world is at a different time and a different place, and these are the rules that people have to live by. And then you get kind of the rebel character, 
um, kind of sounds like Snowpiercer going through her. It's somewhat, maybe not really, but it kind of goes through this journey. And then once you write, there's there's only so much you could do with it, if that makes sense. It's based off of a book, um, right? Well, the book doesn't go on forever, right? Yeah. Um, so I have no idea where season four is going to actually go. They've already renewed it for season five, which is a little, not worrisome, but I mean, it's, it's, I just don't know where they're going to go. Um, season three ended on such a, almost feels like a finale type of a, a feel. Um, but I'll obviously give it a chance. I mean, it's seasons still of Game good. of Thrones. Not all those seasons were great. Yeah. But I mean, Game of Thrones was always meant to end a certain way. Like, it, the story was to keep going. Like, okay, it doesn't matter. We're not going to get into a Game of Thrones discussion. For some reason, I don't know why you brought that up. Because I'm just saying, like, not, uh, because I brought up, like, not all those seasons ended on great notes. Like, oh, scintillating notes. Like, oh, I can't wait. Like, and the only season that ended on a not fantastic note for me at Game of Thrones was the last one. <laughs> Every other season, I was like, I want more. You need to feed me more. Yeah. Uh, Joe... We are on four-star films still, yeah, doing a great some, job so far. Ones. Let we me know. Let the people know where we're at and what we're doing. All right. So we're at 183. That was the last film I did last week. Uh, the last film, the very first film in the trilogy uh, starring Jason Bourne, about Jason Bourne starring Matt Damon, The Bourne Identity. That was 183. The next movie um, I think is an awesome, awesome movie. It is one of like the coolest action movie. It was definitely in the early nineties heyday of action movies. Um, it, and I'm so glad that it actually star, it actually has, it's, it's well rated on rotten tomatoes. Um, it came out in 94. Um, it stars a very young, well, not very young. This wasn't like his first movies, but this was one of the ones that really put him on the map. Um, starring Keanu Reeves, um, Dennis Hopper, Jeff Daniels, and Sand- and a young Sandra Bullock. This is Speed. All right, so that was 182, and the movie was Speed. A great movie, very action-packed. I loved it. I watched it when I was older, not when it came out, but um, I loved every minute of it. Um, I, I don't care if the whatever the scenes are fake. It's whatever. It's that's a movie. Um, and I thought it was great. Um, next movie, 181. Um, probably one of very few movies. I know I have another one. I believe it's a Judd Apatow movie. But this this might be – this is the one that's the highest rated on my list. Um, it is peak Catherine Heigl at the height of her fame. Um, I've already recommended this movie before. We, or we discussed movies. I can't remember if they were – it was Catherine Heigl movies or Judd – Judd Apatow movies. I forget what it was, but um, Seth Rogen movies. Seth Rogen movies. Excuse me. Seth Rogen movies. Yes. Put some respect on Seth Rogen's name. Excuse me. Excuse me. Seth Rogen. Yikes. Anyway, Seth Rogen, Catherine Heigl, Paul Rudd, 2007, knocked up. All right. Peak Seth Rogen. Peak, peak Seth Rogen. Peak Catherine Heigl. And that was it for God. Yeah. Um, all right. This next movie. Why are you breathing so hard? Right? I hate to do this to the listeners, but don't say Dark Knight Rises. It's, it's where not this. Good it's where this movie belongs, in my opinion. Okay. Um, very, very a classic movie. Um, the very first movie 
in the, in the long saga of this intellectual property that has since spawned all sorts of crazy, all sorts of fun, interesting stuff, more movies, more um, books, TV series, and even a land at Disneyland. This is the very last movie that I have in this intellectual property at 180. Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, 1977. Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill. It is 180. It does not break the five-star limit for me. It is a very enjoyable movie, but at times, again, it is slow, um, and it and it feel it is. Yeah, I, it's an enjoyable film. I like it. It's mm. fun. The rest of these movies better be fucking but it could, best picture but it winners could at this point. Definitely stand out. Why that didn't win best picture? Did it? I'm just saying. Let's just all right uh, then. Keep so going. then that completely negates your argument. In any event, it's like Mark Hamill's only name to fame. Mark Harrison Ford. Same thing with Carrie Fisher. Not and Harrison. Harrison Ford. Ford went on to do many other things. Yeah. Anyway. Episode four, 1977. It's the it's the one that, in my opinion, could stand alone without the Empire Strikes Back, without the Return of the Jedi, and certainly without seven, eight, and nine. All right. The next movie again uh, came out in the 1970s. Also, um, I watched this movie as a kid numerous times. I, I can't tell you how many times. They ended up remaking it much later. Uh, much to my sh- much to my chagrin, um, starring Johnny Depp as Willy Wonka, uh, Tim Burton adaptation that I did not like one bit because the 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 original is more near and dear to my heart than that. I love the songs. It's one of very few musical movie mu- movie movies that I have that has a quote unquote musical. Um, and that is Gene Wilder in 1971, Bully Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. To me, yes, I, I guarantee you that nobody listening to this show is going to rank Bully Wonka and the Chocolate Factory higher than Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. But I am because I didn't really – because as a kid, I, there were times when I was bored with Star Wars. When they're walking through the desert and it's like the, – it's like – I mean the good music. Yes, everything is good and I appreciate the movie for what it is. But you can't say stop that. backtracking. Just you, go. No, on. you're making saying, it worse. I'm Jeff. not. I'm just saying you can't say that that is like in the echelon of best pictures of all time. Can I can't say Star Wars is on the best. Yes, yes I can. It's one of the highest rated movies of all time. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, it is not. Okay, Speed is ranked higher than it on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, okay. Look it up. I'm talking did. about like Rotten Tomatoes. I'm talking about like film history. I'm talking about like Rotten classic Tomatoes. cinema. Okay. All right. Classic cinema. Stupid. Anyway. All right. Next movie. 178. Came out in 1989. I love this movie. It's a great story. Um, It has a great cast. Uh, All the performances are absolutely incredible. Um, The story is about, is about, takes place in the Civil War. About a group of soldiers who... Are as a group of African American soldiers who are fighting. I believe it's during the Civil War. Gosh, this—that's pretty stupid. I didn't even remember what that was or look it up. Anyway, I'm pretty sure it's the Civil War. Anyway, it's a group of African American soldiers who are trying are trying to fight 
um, during the Civil War, and they are not given their uh, due respect even by armies in the North, and eventually they do. Um, it stars a great cast, Matthew Broderick, Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, Carrie Elves. It is came out in 1989. It's called Glory. I do believe it's it the is, Civil it War. It is yes. Civil yeah, War, okay. yes. Now, this next movie I know is probably a crowd favorite. Um, I'm not saying that it's a bad movie per se, but it's not, again, it's not, I've only seen it like two times. So it's not a movie that's, I, I appreciate the movie as being a good movie, but it is certainly does not break the five-star category for me personally. Um, that doesn't say it's not a good movie. It's a great epic masterpiece Stars Mel Gibson. It's probably one of his best roles and the one he is probably most known for. He directed and starred in this. It came out in 1995. I am, of course, talking about Braveheart. All right, next movie, 176. This is a great movie. It's very fun and funny. It, British humor, totally all, it checks all the boxes for me. I, I don't know if this was this person's first movie, but it was certainly his breakout role, I think, and kind of put him on the map. And I'm, and I'm talking about Simon Pegg. This came out in 2004, also stars Nick Frost. This is Shaun of the Dead. Max still reaming and steaming about Star Wars. Uh, Shaun of the Dead's great. Anyway. It's all, they're all Edgar Wright movies, Hot Fuzz, all that stuff. It's all good. Yeah, but Shaun of the Dead's the best one to me. But that's the name of it. All right, 175. I do have a soft spot for um, science fiction. And this movie is based off of a very beloved, albeit short, sci-fi te- television show that I did not watch. I, the television show is not is not is not what what interests me about the film. It is the film that interests me. I love the film. It's got it's 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 almost in some respects reminds me similarly of Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's not a DC thing at all. It predates it yeah. predates Guardians of the Galaxy by a while. But it has that similar type of corny, cheesy, silly, goofy humor. Um, but based off of like a science fiction type story. Um Whereas Guardians of the Galaxy is not. Um, this this movie was based. It's kind of really like the, the 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 bow on the present that is this TV show. The TV show is was directed by Josh Whedon, and the TV show is Firefly. That I didn't watch, but I love this movie. It's called Serenity. It came out in two thousand and five. It's a great movie. All right, next movie one seventy four. Uh, this movie came out in 2015. It started. It starred a very young English actor, and really kind of was his put him on the map, or just kind of you know. I loved this movie, and this actor went on to do a couple other great movies. One of them, I think, he got a Golden Globe for it, for 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 his performance as Elton John. Of course, I'm talking about Taron Egerton. Um, this movie also stars Colin Firth, Samuel Jackson, and Mark Strong. 2015 Kingsman The Secret Service. And the last movie on my list today, 173. If I was to watch this movie again today, I'm sure I would rank it a lot lower on my list because I don't think it is a very well-acted movie and it's certainly very cheesy at times. But considering when it came out in 1996, the story it was, it was epic on so many levels. 
um, peak mid mid nineties, um, coming off of Jurassic Park, um, which came out I believe in ninety five ninety three ninety three. Excuse me. That's okay. Starred stars Jeff Goldblum, and this is kind of those. This movie along with Jurassic Park kind of gave him stardom. I think. Um, but this movie is so great. Like it's 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 bad, but it's also it was so epic when it came out. It's classic. It's very classic. I hated the remake they made or the whatever the sequel, sequel they made tw- yeah. twenty years later that was oh, god awful. Yeah. But if I was to watch this movie again, I'm sure I would not enjoy it as much. But I gotta tell you, as a 13 year old kid, this movie was like the best thing ever that I'd ever seen besides Jurassic Park. Um, but I have it as a four star because it 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 is kind of bad at times. But it tells such a good story, great 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 special effects, cutting edge for the time. Ninety six, um, directed by Roland Emmerich, stars Jeff Goldblum, Will Smith, Bill Pullman. This is Independence Day. I think I think you'd like it. People still watch Independence Day every year. I mean, it's cool, um, but it's just there are parts of it that are kind of bad. I would say I agree on the Jeff Goldblum thing. I, I would say he was awesome in that movie. He's good. He was so good. I would definitely say that this was one of Will Smith's first movies post true, Fresh true, Prince of Bel Air. You're right. So this you're right. This Absolutely. made Will Smith. Yeah, you're right. You're right. A movie star. You're right. You're right. I think I would but, agree. But uh, I, I enjoy it. I think it's a good movie. It's a and I'm not saying it's bad. It is fun, it's but I mean, like, real it's, fun movie. It's it, yeah, and it's such a good story. Like, I yeah. love it. It's such an interesting concept. Yeah. It's you know, you can lo- skip the sequel. There were a lot. Yeah, the sequel was absolutely abysmal. I cannot unwatch that. It was so bad. I watched it. I'm with surprised my dad. you even saw it. I watched it with my dad. My dad okay. kind of wanted to see it, and I, we saw it for nostalgia purposes, and <laughs> it was absolutely awful like i just wanted to gouge my eyes out all right well joe in any event great yes. job for i the understand most part. Um, i get it fine 180 star wars but it's all right it's, it's your all list, good joe. it's all good i mean i yeah. own the movie i just don't think it's like the best movie i've ever seen it right. certainly doesn't it is it and well you had blade runner as like a two star so i mean it's it's hard to you know your list it's hard to follow so yeah um it's all over the place but in a good it's way it's not all over the place i just <laughs> i i'm not run of the mill i don't you are that is i true. am not run of the mill and i'm not doing things to get clickbait this you is are how not i really run feel of the mill. this That's is this true. is the, i i'm not saying star wars is a bad movie i'm just saying i don't think it ranks as the best movies i've ever seen is all i'm saying that's all that's not wrong. Uh, well, that's it. I think the I think the audience. Might well, you're not wrong in your opinion, but yes, the audience All will right. differ. Um, last thing we're going to touch on, as always, Max' favorite topic: theme, theme parks. parks. And he's got some absolutely scintillating and riveting, <laughs> exciting news. Uh, Disney announced for California and. Southern California dwellers. Disney Tell announced, them what they want to hear. Uh, Disney announced uh, some major updates to Disneyland in Anaheim. Uh, Three they, days ago, hot they, off the wire. They did not label it as a third park. They did not label it as, as a land. anything. Um, right now, the tagline is Disneyland Forward. Is kind of Other what than a saying. massive expansion, whatever um, that means. Again, I would say immediately people went on and they tried to like – 
you know, look at the the picture they gave and yeah. try to like see what land what's gonna be and it's like again some sort of mountain with a lake. And yeah, stuff. we're talking five to ten years at down least. the road here. Um, again, remember? I didn't remember think they a, had space. So it's gonna be so you know the, the space. Is? Yeah, so it's gonna be kind of encapsulating around where Paradise Pier Hotel is and the Disneyland Hotel is. So it's a little further out from okay. Uh, it's a little further out from the parks. It's a little further out from downtown Disney. Okay. Um, Disney owns all that property, yeah, and that's yeah, where that. the Toy Story lot is, which is like their big kind of parking lot. But again, there's other parking lots. And Disney owns other stuff. So right now, what Disney does is they basically make you park super far away, and, and you can tra- you can take the tram, or, the or you can walk through downtown Disney. Yeah. If you so choose, again, if they take away the Toy Story lot, my guess is you have to take the tram to walk through or to get through. But that doesn't matter. Um, I will say this is exciting. I will say pump the brakes, though, on the excitement. I remember a couple years ago we talked about how they were going to add a fourth hotel, right, to Disneyland. That never materialized. That never happened. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. I mean, they, they closed down um, Earl of Sandwich. They closed down the movie Why theaters. Why that? And they were going to build a fourth hotel, um, kind of a new hotel in downtown Disney. That never happened? It never got, never got the funding. It never got oh. off the ground. The Anaheim rejected the permits for it. Um, so that never got off the ground. Remember, there was talk there was going to be a well, new... I remember they closed, yeah. yeah there was going to be a new walkway um, to get into different parks. That never... The permit... They never got the permit for that. Mm. So... I don't know what the, they didn't really mention anything about permit status or anything like that on, on this. Again, this looks like a long-term proposal. Again, we're literally looking at five to 10 years in terms of this land, this place actually being built in theory. If they do it the way the map is shown, it can connect to Disney California adventure. Um, but my guess is if they do it, it won't the way it's been described. It, it, could be a very small third park but it also looks to be kind of revolved around shopping and Mm -hmm. more of like an extension of downtown disney Mm -hmm. um so i don't know if there's going to be attractions if you're going to have attractions you obviously want to charge people Mm -hmm. right you can't have attractions in downtown disney um but again it just looks to there's been rumors of a third park in disneyland forever um, again, just because people want it mostly for the most part. But again, land is so tight in Anaheim versus Florida where Disney literally owns hundreds upon hundreds of miles in that Florida area in Orlando. Um, Disney does not own as much as people may believe. They don't own everything in Anaheim. Um, so space is very tight. Um, you know, people have speculated that this is where they're going to bring you know new attractions like the Frozen frozen land or they'll build like the tron light cycle there because they can't build it in Tomorrowland, or do all these things which is great which sounds awesome um but again if i'm a disney fan which i am i would love for them to build new disneyland attractions which would be original but again in the new type of world it looks like copy and pasting is more of a a better way to more of a cost efficient way to go versus mm-hmm. trial and error again Two years ago, they just opened Galaxy's Edge. And now this year or at the beginning of next year, they're just going to open Superhero Campus in Disneyland, California. That's a lot of changes in a small space. 
2022, again, they're going to open Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. That's another major, major attraction. They've done some Fantasyland overhauls overall we've talked about. Um, there's talk of a Tomorrowland overhaul. So there's a lot of changes already happening, and they can't do so much at once. Um, so if this does happen, again, it's going to be down the line. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen anytime soon. Again, we haven't even – again. I would just caution people to pump the brakes because so many people were so excited about, oh, my God, this is great. It's going to be a third park and blah, blah, blah. And we've heard these rumors before. We've seen these things kind of pop up on chat boards before, and a lot of it just doesn't materialize for whatever reason. Again, Disney is still somewhat at the at the mercy of the city of Anaheim for permits and stuff like that. Um, so just be grateful. Superhero Campus is opening sometime this year. Um, and then we'll see if more news happens. Obviously, we'll follow up. Joe, would you be interested in a third park new stuff, or is it just Depends on what it is. when you go, you already, you already like the stuff that's there, right? I mean, it's not like the third park's gonna like make you go another time. No, but it also, yeah, it just kind of depends on what it is. If it's like a frozen land, yeah, you're not. That's not I something can, for I you. I care less. Yeah, I mean, we'll just have to see. Yeah, I mean, as we you just said, don't know. yeah. I, and I was just trying to get you pumped up. I didn't realize you were all lukewarm on this. I just – it's hard to – again, it's it's hard I thought you'd to – I thought you would be freaking staying up at night and sleeping with – getting, you know, dances of uh, – I'm more excited for Superhero Campus because I know it's happening. I know that at some point, literally at least within a year, I'm going to ride the Spider-Man ride. Like I, I, that's happening. I know that that's happening. I don't know that this is happening. And if it feels like I'm pouring cold water onto someone's parade here, I'm like, yeah, this is like the ice bucket challenge. Right I'm here. sorry. I mean, I, I just, I don't. Max <laughs> the ice bucket challenge. I say it's like a 50 50 chance. I mean, there, there's. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, I, I could see it. I could see it. I could see them not building a park, but just expanding downtown Disney. Right, just I mean, at some point they are going to get rid of the parking lots because it's kind of an eyesore to be there, um, and they're going to do some. They're not just going to leave it there. Um, they're going to do something, um, but my guess is they'll probably just expand downtown Disney. They'll just make more restaurants. They'll just make more shops. They'll just do more. Maybe build a fourth hotel that they want to. They talked about building before. Um, you know, I I, I don't know. Um, I just felt like this news kind of was getting people jazzed up and Disney was like, hey, we're opening April 30th and now we're going to build all these things and people were just really excited. And that's awesome that people are excited. I'm excited. Um, I just, I just, uh, there's, there's no, there's no actual concrete news of what the land is, when it's going to be built, anything. So um, I'm optimistic and I'm hopeful if it never gets built, is that going to stop me from going to Disneyland? No, because I love Disneyland. I love going. Um, we'll just have to see. Um, sorry if that ended the show on a, on a dour note, people, but I hope you guys have a great Easter. Uh, as always, please like, share, comment, rate, review, and subscribe. We really appreciate you guys listening. You guys are great. Again, have a great Easter. Thank with you, your everybody. friends, family. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.